to the Whatnots Review Show number 195. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, hello. How's your weekend? It's been good. I'm tired. I have a lot of coffee. I hope it helps. I know the feeling. Were you up late or something? No, I <laughs> slightly. I think I was conked out in bed by like 1220 or something. I went to donate blood yesterday and I think Ooh, it's just okay. taking my body longer than normal to like recoup all its blood energy. I feel sluggish. Yeah. I gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense indeed. Yeah, I'm still trying to fix my sleep schedule and mm. do all of that stuff. And uh, it's been awful and I am exhausted and tired. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I think we will have a good time today on the podcast, because if you guys did not know here on the review show every week, we have a different story to talk about. It could be a comic, could be a manga, could be a movie, a TV show. Who knows what we read it? We watch it. We do what we have to do. Come back here and talk about it. Uh, like I said, my name is Kyle. I'm joined by Melissa. But today we are talking about Knights of Sidonia again. This mm -hmm. is part two yeah. of our Knights of Sidonia coverage. Uh, we did the first half of the manga about a month ago, uh, mm -hmm. and we read the first eight volumes. Um, and I, it, <laughs> man, we had, we had, we had a blast talking yeah. about that one uh i i uh made our like our tiktok slash youtube short <laughs> about our discovery of the giant dick t t tentacle uh which one, sounds so. like the horniest <laughs> thing possible and i have to assure really the audience not. that it is not this is just <laughs> an innocent good-natured very cute tentacle that just looks a lot like a penis, but not yeah. in a way that any any person in the narrative comments on. It's not, they it's, they, it's they almost us. do at one point in this second yeah. half. They they kind of do, but not not too much. But still, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we we had a blast. So if you uh, are interested in checking the manga out, you guys can go do so on Comicsology yeah. Unlimited. They have the first 12 volumes up there available for you to read. Uh, however, there are 15 volumes total. So if you want to finish the story like we did, you yeah. have to pay for the final three volumes. So keep that in mm. mind. Uh, but yeah, we covered the first half about a month ago here on the review show. So please go check that out uh, if you mm -hmm. have not already. But for this week, uh, I guess we can kind of catch people up to to mm. what happened in part one kind of yeah um the sidonia is the name of a massive space colony ship that goes traveling through space after earth was destroyed and uh, the humans live on this ship now and mm -hmm. they are being attacked by these monsters called the ghana that come out of space in this sort of shape-shifting placental form where they could take up any size or shape. They show up out of the blue, like no warning, and Sidonia has these knights, these uh, young adults in mech suits who go out there and fight off the Ghana. And our hero, um, Tanikaze, is uh, a boy who grew up in, like, the forgotten bowels of the ship, just him and his grandpa, 
All he knows about the world is through like an old training simulator machine. And when his grandpa dies, he ventures up into the rest of the civilization on the ship. He becomes an actual mech pilot and he he's very good at it. And it's just about him at war and him adjusting to actually knowing other human beings besides his grandpa for once. And he finds out these secrets like his grandpa wasn't really his grandpa. He's got a mysterious past. Uh, So there's there's action. There's secrets. There's light romantic comedy antics. There's a dick tentacle. There is. Yeah. That all sorts of stuff. I uh, I mentioned on when we covered the first half that I I've seen the anime of this, but it was some time ago that I don't really mm. remember it. Um, and I remember walking away from it, being like, you know, I kind of liked this. It wasn't perfect, but it was like I I was interested enough to be mm. like, yeah, I this was kind of cool, cool, cool. I liked it. Um, however, I don't know if I feel the same way about the manga. Uh-huh. I feel like I walked away feeling more negative about the manga. I think it has a lot of very good ideas in it and some characters who I do like who charm me. And I, th- I think plot wise, it all comes together. Like there's a big battle at the end, like in terms of the plot yeah. action. What you expect to happen at the end of the story happens. But the way a lot of the interpersonal relationships play out is not what I expected. And I wish they would have gone differently. Yeah, it's it's. So I yeah, at the end of the day, I think especially the second half of the manga, I did not like as much. Um, I, I think I kind of lost the plot. I think there were were things mm-hmm. I was hoping to to see resolved or see them dive into more that they just dropped com- completely. Uh-huh. Uh, and I I like it felt like that's what they were setting up in the first ha- half of the manga. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost nothing. And it's if 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 you like just sci-fi action mechs fighting giant monsters like i i think this will have a lot for you um yeah and, and not to say that this is entirely without you know good things or stuff mm-hmm. like that but it, it yeah it, it, it just as it kind of continued it kind of lost my interest as it mm-hmm. got farther and farther on um so I, I, I found that a little bit disappointing, um, but I still enjoyed it. I, I think my enjoyment of the manga is here and then the anime is up here still. So mm-hmm. uh, not as much, but it was fine, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think if you are a sci fi fan, that is, there's a lot of interesting stuff it does in the story with the creatures of the Ghana and how they interact with these humans who are fighting them. Yeah. I think that's some of the most fascinating stuff in the entire series. And I wish there was more psychological struggle that we got to see from these pilots fighting these shape-shifting monsters. There's a very important part early on in this uh, series, which we talked about last episode, where uh, a girl who who Tanakaze is getting to know, a fellow pilot who he kind of likes, she kind of likes him back. 
he she gets grabbed like out of her mech suit by one of these monsters, one of these Ghana, and it like absorbs her and like mimics her form. And then Tanakaze has to kill it before yeah. he's barely gotten to know this girl that he thinks he likes. Yeah, it's wild stuff. Yeah, they're, like mm. that. I think our 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 issues with the first ha- half was that it felt kind of enclosed. Yeah, right. It felt like zoomed in that you didn't really get a good sense of space because it was so mm. focused on. Here is the super tightly corrupt panel of the pilot's face, and that's it, right? Um, and I think. I, I want to say that continues, but I feel like I've also been in this space long enough to, yeah. that it didn't seem like as much of a problem. Um, so I, I, I did feel like I could kind of focus on more what was happening and, and yeah, I don't know the spaces they were, 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 were in. But uh, this second half is mostly space battles. Um, mm-hmm. they, they do kind of drop the like, well, let's explore the the spaceship and go to the ocean that's inside mm. the spaceship. And let's, yeah, you know, like they you don't see the dorm. You don't see the like shops or the cafeteria. You don't no. see any of that stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it focuses on these kind of final space b- 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 battles that the Sedonia goes through. Mm in their struggle for survival and finding a new planet. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Do you, ha- do you have more to say, like, spoiler-free stuff that <sighs> you want to, to do bef- before we dive in? N- no. I think I mentioned it. I want to talk about how the interpersonal relationships changed and developed and some of the neat sci-fi concepts we got in here. There's a couple very interesting, like, episodes within these last couple manga volumes uh, some of which like don't really turn into larger things but it's a really interesting set of ideas to play with for uh, an issue or two indeed indeed but with that we will take a quick break for some housekeeping and we will be right back We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. Uh, So thank you to Sam. We love you a lot. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. 
uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. We have recorded our first Patreon. Ex- well, not, I guess not our first one of that year, but our first Patreon exclusive of the style that we're going to be doing yeah. kind of going forward. Uh, so if you are a Patreon member at the $3 tier or above, you guys can get access to this. Um, and it is basically going forward gonna be like a grab bag of all of our shows i think there's we started a pilots club uh in which melissa you and i are reacting to tv show pilots uh maybe it's an old show maybe it's a new show maybe it's a cartoon maybe it's something that never got an actual season release who knows uh, but we watch that on our own time and talk about it for 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, but then that stitched together uh, with our updates from Crossplay. Uh, we've been doing our video game fantasy giraffe, which I think right now I'm in the lead for. So I am happy. But. Uh, that stuff will all be stitched together. There will be some captain's log segments. I know last year we did like an ice cream social. I'm sure we'll have like a pizza party in there at some point. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll have some f- fun stuff. We'll play some y- 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 games and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, that is up uh, on uh, on our website in the members section you guys can use your patreon credentials to sign in and get access to that uh but yeah that's what we've been up to here here at the whatnots so that being said uh let us get into the spoiler section cool here we are spoilers um so yeah I man, I'm 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 sad that I walked away not as high on this. Um, I think I was kind of expecting this to delve more into the mysteries of this ship and who this immortal crew is like. Yeah, what is what is Ochi's plan? Uh, I think that's how you say his name. That's at least how I pronounced it in my head. Ochi. Um, But uh, yeah, like I. I wanted a more satisfying conclusion to that. And I felt this second half just kind of dropped it and didn't go back. (laughs) I. At least the, the captain, the commander told Tanakaze, Hey, you are a clone. You are an immortal clone. And he's like, Whoa, I am. All right. Okay. I got to go get into a battle. I'll see you later. there are things that happen but it's the same thing that i think both of us struggled with during our our reading of the first half of the series which is that it's so battle focused and like we don't get to spend a lot of time living in things that aren't battle and action and really big things will happen that feel like they should have a lasting impact on the character and they really don't right yeah yeah, it's just like I, I I think you hit the nail on the head. What this story mm-hmm. is missing is the kind of like psychological impact that a lot yeah. of this stuff has on the pilots. We don't get any of that. Um, and I, I think there's this really, really, really tender moment 
in there that again is just dropped is when they are talking to their like the the dorm matron who looks like a bear uh yes and you find out she's not actually a bear it's a bear wild it's it's a yes bear mech suit which is oh they reveal this in stages first off it is like so deep into the series where somebody's like hey miss hiyama have you always looked like this? Have you, have you always been a bear? Were you born a bear? Because there's no other. She's the only animal we see. Nobody is like a pet cat or anything. There's one animal and it's a, a talking bear woman who wears an apron and will like make you a bento box. And she says, you'll put your hand on my back. Feel that there's a seam there. This is a suit that I wear to protect myself. If I wasn't in this, I would die. It's a bear suit, <laughs> which is baffling. And then right. later you find out she was like a human who got like a Ghana infection and it would it could be sustained when she was like in this like life support unit. But if she got out of that, she would die. Like it wouldn't like take over her body the way we've seen in like some other cases, but something about it would kill her. So she has to be in this robot suit basically and we see that it's got sort of this like bulbous body and head to it and then i don't know at what point bear gets mapped onto this like robot suit that she's in where did bear come from like let's put like a fishbowl style helmet on it so it like space right like looks like a space helmet just like the big mexit no it's just like what if what if we made her a bear (laughs) <laughs> for who? and everyone, and everyone I mean, was like the... eureka we did it because <laughs> we see her she's like in a like mechanical kind of big soft body like robot suit thing and then at some point down the line that we do not see and is not explained to us there's like bare skin that gets glued onto this life support suit she's in and maybe and it's how fur, she's always yeah. wanted to live she's always wanted to be a bear which case great for you, Miss Yama. You've lived your dream, but like everybody wants this to was, be a bear. <laughs> it was never explained to us. She just is a bear, which yeah. is so preposterous in a way nothing else in this story is. I got, it frustrates me, but I also I mean, like that we had something that's yeah. that that over the top to the point of being comedic. The use of this unexplained or barely explained bear woman. Right. But it's this very tender moment when she reveals this scar and she reveals that like, I'm not actually a bear. Uh, I'm a person. I'm a human. Um, And like, that is the thing. Yeah. They do technically show you her in that like mechanical suit thing, but Mm -hmm. it's really not enough to fully explain it. Like, what did mm-hmm. how did you get that infection? What happened? Like what? Yeah, like, there's almost no answer to that. It's just very unceremoniously mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a like a one page like, look, there's me in a mechanical yes. suit. Yep. Yep. And that's it. They move on. There's no follow up. There's no further mention of that. There's no exploration of like how that infection affected her and her relationships and because uh, like you you really barely no pun intended get to see her mm-hmm. interacting with the other immortal crew members yeah who would be her peers 
Mm. You do get her interacting uh, with the captain some in this one, and they do have like a a familiarity with one another. Mm. But outside of that, yeah, there's just there's it just feels cold and sterile in in that sense, Um, which is yeah disappointing. Um, cause I, I think they're, like you said, like there, there really is so much that is interesting in this story. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that fascinates me the most is this story's exploration of gender. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, we, we've m- m- mentioned in part one that there is this like middle gender, um, th- which I, I is, is, is what they call it. They, they call yes. it like a, a middle g- 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 gender, but it is mm. this kind of transformative gender that yeah. adapts to the person's needs. Uh, yes. Kind of adapts subconsciously. It's not. Um, yeah. It's, it's not like what I, what I feel like our re- re- reality is here and now where. Yeah. If you identify as as a certain gender or something, that's what you can identify as. Mm. This is a lot more subconscious than yeah. that. And we see that manifest in this story uh, where our main character, Tanakaze, is very clearly more like he's a straight guy. Um, and, mm. and the character that likes him is very slowly through the course of this story like becoming more feminine to like fit his needs because she's really interested in him um Mm. and so wants wants to be what he needs and what parts can reproduce with him if that makes sense that's fascinating Uh uh-huh which is, again, not super explained in the story outside yeah. of like, wow, you have bigger boobs now than normal. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it, it like besides them mentioning that, though, it is this like subtle way of like, oh, she really does like him and wants to like mm. spend spend yeah. her time with 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 him because her body is changing to fit. Yeah, fit her body is like becoming something that could biologically mate with his body and reproduce with his body. It is a really interesting corner of the story. And I I like how it's like this aspect is introduced. We were already aware when we meet this character is on at the beginning of the narrative. Tanakaz has been living in the bowels of the ship with a training simulator and one old man. And she's explaining to him, oh, human beings are so different now. We've got we've developed the ability to photosynthesize. We only need to eat actual food once a week. And then we just soak up sunlight and that feeds us. And there's people like me who have this biological uh, form factor where like they are uh, this middle gender. They're called and then their body uh, changes and adapts and it can have all sorts of different attributes and, and, and parts to it. And they can reproduce asexually clones of themselves. <laughs> There's a bunch of clone sisters that are yeah. part of their pilot crew, but we like, don't find out who is your, who's your parent. Who's like Honoka prime. Who, who's mom. 
Do any of you plan on making more clones of yourself? Is the ship just going to be taken over? Will it just be 15% Anokas if we let it go like a couple decades? Yeah, I do like that the introduction to this change happening in Izana is that her she's they're like being called into battle. She's trying to put on her suit and her suits. The smart suit is like, I don't recognize you. This isn't the right body that's supposed to go in me. And it's like rejecting her. She like cannot get dressed to go out for battle. I I promise. I just have bigger boobs. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Subconsciously her, her love for Tanakaze is like hitting some biological trigger. That's making her body be more traditionally feminine. She grows boobs. Yeah. And her suits like, I don't know these boobs. And then she has to get a new suit. Which looks different than her first suit, which I really appreciated. <laughs> like she's got a black suit now, and it helps like pick her out in like a crowd scene more easily, mm-hmm. which I liked. I liked that change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- like there, there is stuff like that. There is, uh, I mean, s- stuff that I didn't even mention or think about all that much in part one, but was in there, and I think more explained in part one is there is a like giant ice block around the ship that is used for both protection and that's how they get water and minerals and stuff like that just the 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 weird way that the ship works and collects Mm. things because the the ship design is really interesting because as an actual ship it's very plain. It's just like yeah. a giant, basically rectangular prism. Is yep. it's not. It's not actually a rectangle. I think it's like a, a, a hexagon. I, I think it's technically like a hexagon. I think. Yeah. But it. it yeah. It's this just like long pillar, and that's yep. it. Um, yeah. And then it has this like giant rock layer kind of around it. So in an odd way, almost looks like a sword, like a very, very rudimentary oh, yeah. sword. Right. Yeah, Where, it's like a hilt. Yeah. Yeah, that rock bit is like the 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 hilt there. Um but it it's like there's there's just stuff like that of how it works that they have the technology to clone people. They have the technology to build these mechanical like life support suits yeah. that aren't so clunky that they're just laughable right but it's it's big enough that it's like okay you're 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 gonna you know be a little bit bigger than normal but uh, Mm -hmm. like we can make you look like a bear like that'll be fun right yeah pick any animal skin you want yeah you can't make you look like a human but you can pick your animal choice they have all this really fascinating technology and and Mm. bits of just just sci-fi concepts that i think is really really cool there was one um that i was not confused about but confused about why they would even mention this and they didn't even mention it within the pages of the manga um each volume has, you know, some extra content, maybe some sketches yeah. that the creator did. There was one that dived into the smell of the suits, the, the space yes. suits there. And they they're they're like, yeah, so 
we don't mention it in the book, but like one of the big things here is 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 that the suits smell. They smell really bad because they need to be this like form fitting, stretchy, flexible material. Yeah. And you kind of have to break your suit in to get that like that mm. desired fit and that desired like flexibility and stuff. And so if you wash it or do all that stuff, it loses that and starts mm. to break down some of those materials and stuff like that. So pilots don't wash their suits and they smell terrible uh mm. but that is a like a good sign that the the suit is being used it's in well working yeah. condition yeah like, all that stuff that's not a detail you necessarily need to know like if that was not like in mm. the book like wouldn't have thought about it wouldn't have been mentioned not important at all um and by the fact that they didn't put it in the book yeah not important but mm. it's such a world building detail that I'm now kind of upset that this wasn't mentioned, period, in yeah. the book of just, like no one, not one single person comments on the smell of these mm. things when when uh, Tanakaze get, like accidentally gets yeah. knocked into all of the photosynthesizing locker room things, not one mention of the smell, right? Mm. That, like, again, not important to the plot or story they, or... They do talk about him. Other characters at the beginning talk about how he smells because he's the only human because he was lived in the depths of the ship his whole life. Who does, and he's also, you know, the clone of a very, very old man from, I guess, before humans adapted to be this way. He doesn't photosynthesize. I think they could do this procedure to him if he wanted, but he's like, no, I'm used to eating. So he's the only person who needs to eat three meals a day and not just one a week. He has and the, people talk like, like at the beginning food and like meat yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the narrative, when like he's just joining the pilots program, like all these other characters are teasing him because he eats food all the time and he smells like food. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, they, they comment on that, but not the suits and yeah. stuff like that. So it, it's just like, like I said, not important to the story or the plot. Right. But in terms of world building, like that gives me more of a sense of space. Of just like, hey, in this space, it spells bad. Like, mm. do, no matter what you imagine, uh, like, just think of your typical locker room and you know that, that distinct smell. Yeah. Now heighten that by like 30. Ooh. Right? Um, man, like, yeah. Like, and because they, they mentioned that some of the like newer pilots quit because of the smell like specifically uh -huh. beca because it's so bad and they can't handle that like who, who cares about like fighting in some war and destroying things and killing mm. people and all, all all that stuff what gets them is the smell right like that's kind of that's intense like that yeah it's that bad um but yeah, just one of those like weird world building things. I'm like, we need more of stuff like that yes. in this yeah. book here because that gives me a sense of space. Yeah, so. I think this author has a lot of very good ideas. We just never get to spend enough time with them because it's always like 
Okay, well, the early on, it's like Tanakaze's learning about the ship. They go to mm-hmm. like, uh, here's the water level where we made an artificial ocean. <laughs> uh, he gets called away in a battle. We're going to the gravity festival. We celebrate the blessing of having our own controllable gravity here on the ship. You know, yeah. we're wearing our, our kimonos. There's lanterns. Oh, gone attack. Got to go into battle. <laughs> like We're constantly being introduced to something that's interesting. That is a sense of world building and culture and just like interpersonal mm-hmm. relationships. And, uh, and nope, we are getting the mech suit. Go fight. And I'd love a time when it's like, we are in a drier period for Ghana and maybe Tanakaze is going out there trying to go to the shops, see a museum or something. And then he, but he's on edge the whole time thinking about what if a Ghana attacks, you know, I can't go to a movie. No, no, it's never like the, the, there's never tension of living under the threat of suddenly I have to go into battle. It happens so much that everybody's just like, to battle we go. Okay. Let me drop my stuff. And all of the characters we follow are people who go into the yes. battle. So it's not yeah. even like we leave certain characters behind or they get stuck. Like, well, I, I guess I'm just going to be chopping at them all by myself today then, you know? Yeah, that's that is another thing that I struggled with in this narrative is that we don't know if you aren't a pilot. What do you do? What is your life? Like, we don't know any civilians. We don't have any sense stands. of civilian like, you life. You don't need to work a food stand. You, they have robots to do all of that stuff. People so. got to do something. People got to like, who's, who's making clothes? There's a brief scene where Tanakaza is like, he's, um, he, he's been there for whatever, a semester or something. We don't, we have a very, very loose sense of time. But he's like aged out of being in the dorms. Like the dorms are for like beginners. And he has to go find his own place to live. And he goes to this like woman in this like cramped little real estate office. And she shows him like different properties that are available. And it's like, well, if you're a pilot, it gives you special dispensation to like live in these special areas that are closest to like the docking bay or whatever. That's interesting. Like this is one of the rare times we get to see somebody who has a job that is not related to this military. Yeah, I guess you could be a mechanic in uh the heavy in- industry it was t- right, yeah t- 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 toha right i, I think yeah the, everybody's the, the like name. a soldier or a scientist or some sort of support staff like miss hiyama they never like they don't go to the gravity festival and meet just like hi i <laughs> i make paper lanterns that's my job do you want to be right. friends there's I really would have loved if they had a scene they where it's like it's pilots. Is there, right. Is there actors on on that ship who would like is there theater? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I would have loved it if it's like it's pilots day at the local school and the pilots are going to see like oh, eight year cool. olds yeah. and tell them like, what is it like to be a pilot? Would you like to be a pilot? And we could learn like what else could a Watch kid out, aspire kids. to be? Bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that would have been neat. I I would have liked to see more stuff like that. Just what is life mm. like on that ship? Yes, yeah, because there's this this book has never had a great sense of stakes to it. You mentioned in a previous episode that there is an event where like they have to uh, like change the gravity settings very quickly to like evade a Ghana, and the gravity yeah. like throws 
hundreds of people like against the body of the ship and all these people die and it's like a blip it it means nothing and then the story goes on just like it did before that happened <laughs> we've got that yeah. and even like within our own protagonists there have been three or four separate scenes where it's like <gasps> azana was injured in battle let's go see her in the hospital azana are you okay okay it seems like you are all right well i'll see you tomorrow like, next there's, battle there's <laughs> There's a there's almost so many life or death scenarios that everything like evens out for these characters. There are no highs or lows. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, I do want to move on a bit, though, and talk about OGI's plan, because I Uh think this is kind of where I lost the plot of what what is happening. What is he what is his plan? What is he trying Mm. to do? Here, what is his end goal? Because, um, yeah, the first half does start to dive into that as we start to uncover some of the mysteries of this ship and who the immortal crew was and all of that. But I felt like this second half, again, just kind of dropped it. So when he showed yeah. up at the end here and he is the big, bad final boss, it's just like, wait, I... I don't even know what you're trying to achieve here, dude. Uh-huh. Like, what's why he's why are you here? He's like they, there's been throughout the narrative uh, experiments with merging humans and Ghana like Samugi, yes. like oh, is it Kunato? Who's the like little brother that they make? The one that just like freaks out and uh, like a laser shoots through his head. I forget his um, name, but like that whole episode's also really interesting. Good old laser face. Yeah, good old laser face. The little boy. Yeah. Right. They're making like another Samugi. Um, so there's been these experiments and it seems like Ochi is like merged himself with a Ghana. Like he's not creating something new. He's like, no, I'm doing it to me. I'm part Ghana. And he says, like, I'm going to transcend species, which is something like there's early on in the books like somebody talked about how we really don't know or understand the Ghana we don't know what it is they're trying to achieve why they keep coming after us what they would do if they got too close to us and, and somebody was never like, solved yeah and somebody muses what if the Ghana want to befriend us and don't know how to communicate like maybe they are communicating with us in a way we do not understand they're trying to say something, trying to give us some message, and we don't get it. We never really get deeper into that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would be an interesting, because that, that would open the door up to experimenting yeah. uh, with them. Like, what happens when we let it merge and can sit there and, like, calmly talk to it? And we see some yeah. of that in that first p- part, right, where they they have... Um, they 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 have the Gagagana in captivity there before she fully becomes Samugi and uh, yeah stuff like that, but not not enough to re- really explore it story wise. Um, mm. Like we really don't like we we see we see that Ochi has kind of gotten enough control of some of the smaller uh Ghana to kind of mind control people uh and and stuff like he tries to do a, a 
coup uh, in this mm. with the people that he's infected with these g- 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 oh, yeah. in their minds there. But, but, it, but, but again, it's so short and quick and doesn't work that it's almost yeah. just a blip in the like, oh, I guess he tried to do something. Oh, well, mm-hmm. but, you know, move on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess what I understood it as is that, yes, he is also working for humanity's survival, but he's he's mm-hmm. gone the like mad scientist route of, yeah. of like, I'm so passionate about this that I will basically give up my own humanity to like fully integrate myself with the Ghana, uh, you know, transcend to become this new species that mm-hmm. can survive in space, that can shapeshift, that can do this and can do that. Um, and I had a thought go through my head earlier as we were talking uh, about the genders and just yeah. like how how much does like it it almost feels like the story should be at a fork in the road right where uh-huh. they've like hey we now have this new middle gender that can kind mm. of shapeshift to be honest <laughs> or there's the ghana that can shapeshift but it's maybe a more invasive way yeah. to go about this like i i feel like they're at this fork in the road of like what do we want to explore more this like non-invasive maybe yeah. more natural like hey there, there's this thing or, or not thing but like there is a, a a certain subset of humanity that is now this middle yeah. gender that can can mate with both like both uh, uh both g- 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 genders on a binary mm. there mm. so can we explore that some more can can we yeah. expand that i don't want to say that that's technology but still like can we can we right. develop that science a little bit more yeah. and use that and now as that a survival you- means and forget about the gagana can we just now that you mention it I I think somebody mentions like the photosynthesis is something like scientists kind of pushed humans into doing because like so much of their food supply was right. destroyed. They needed right, a way yeah. to eat less. I don't know where this biological condition of the the, the, the gender transformation comes right. from. Is that something that humanity just adapted into over time? Did some science experiment right. or something? In, incur that in humanity like i think it's introduced I mean, they, to me they initially have... it's just like it's the future you know tanakaze right. you've been down there a long time you don't know what the future is it's like where where is this from exactly i mean this, this might be a byproduct of some kind of exper- experiment mm. because we know that they have the ability to clone people yeah right? so maybe this is some kind of genetic like hey we're just gonna make our own version of a human and we did and it's a middle gender and can reproduce with both binary genders Mm. and and we meet azana's grandma who azana looks a lot like and i was wondering like is this is are you a clone of your grandma what is it because there's no mention of parents they look no, the same age. No, or I, 
I was also wondering, we've got these immortal crew members. Are there, is just the normal person also very long lived? Like not immortal, but maybe it's like, oh, you easily live to like 130. You look youthful for quite a long time. I, yeah. yeah, and there's no parents mentioned in between. Grandma never refers to her, her child or children as Zana never refers to parents. So I was curious if it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a clone of a clone of you. Uh, like, and we don't know if like Weird, yeah. the Zana being a, a middle gender is that's, uh, does it just happen? <laughs> Getting an X gene? Does that run through a family? Do you have that because your parent or your grandparent had that? Like we don't, yeah. it's an interesting uh, a bit of, of sci-fi imagining. I think it's a very interesting uh, beginning look into to, uh, looking at gender, considering gender. But we really do not go into it in a way that I would like us to want to learn yeah. more about like, Zana, what are your thoughts? Like if we know that you may have the ability to like reproduce asexually a clone, do you think about that? When can you do that? How long does that does that take? You know, what sort of uh, you love Tanikaze. Who else might you love? How else do you think about your future and what partner you may have and who you might be and who you'd like to be? And I don't yeah. know. She just goes to battle and crushes things with a robot hand. Yep. I because because it just it feels like the Sidonia's I mean they 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 say it right the Sidonia's goal is to find a new planet to help repopulate yeah. and save humanity and so yeah you you'd think they would explore those themes and the those scientific routes that might help that right mm. the photosynthesis is a yeah. huge help Right now, they don't need to eat as much, so their rations can both last longer and they don't need to stop on these other planets that might not be a, a place where the humans can live, but they can at least get some resources. Right. Like they don't that they can just be like, hey, we're just trucking along still. We're just going to go float out, float out in space. And mm-hmm. this middle gender is also something mm-hmm. that can help with that. Hey, you we're now you can reproduce with basically anyone you want. Like they're like that helps us out. Like we don't need to be bound to this binary of like, well, mm-hmm. a, a, to to reproduce, you can only do that with a yeah. male and a female. Right. Mm. Um, Like there. Yeah, it's it, like it's that. But then we get presented with this shape-shifting alien that we don't mm. understand that can take us over and it's it yeah seemingly kills the host but again we don't know anything about the ghana of did no. you actually kill the host like we've I, I i don't think there was an example of a time where a ghana took someone over and then left them like, I, I yeah. think it's just like no. once once they're it's on, they permanent. stay there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're like, yeah, there is this stuff of of just like, well, if someone like gets invaded by a Ghana, they can still kind of shapeshift. They have this placenta like skin thing. It seems like they can build up uh, like a harder shell. Like, it seems like the Ghana is learning 
based off of the military tactics that they're Mm. using against it. What else can it learn here that could help them? Like there's there's just no exploration into their end goal there, except for like, well, we beat Ochi. So that's the end of Ochi. So I guess we can populate a planet (laughs) now. And it's like, well, the the Ghana are still out there like that Mm. threat. Like if you want the book to be about the the threat of the Ghana, you didn't solve it. And that's what you spent most of the time of this book on fighting the Ghana. So I. I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm still I'm still just so fascinated by some of the stuff in there. There's some really cool right. stuff. There is. It's just never explored deep enough or given enough of like a real human connection to it. Like we know mm-hmm. that sci-fi element exists. How do people really think about that? How do they interact with that? How does that affect their sense of identity and their sense of identity? Uh, you know, as it com- contrasts with other humans around them and, you know, living in the vast of space with these shape-shifting alien monsters who could, like, take the form of your dead crewmate. Right. Yeah. Um, I do want to so talk I- about one of the scenes in this book that I think was really well executed, which is we, we've seen the Hanoka sisters who are all clones. And again, we don't know if it's, like, a scientist grew you in a lab clones, or if this is something that one of those, uh, the, the, the middle gendered people is labeled in the book can, can make clones of themselves. We don't know. There's just a pile right. of sisters who look exactly the same. And midway through the a series, pile. you get more, you get a, <laughs> you get a couple more added on. And so one of the new Hanoka sisters, she's also a pilot. Also like, are they being bred to be pilots? Or, That's or, the impression I got, that they, they were yeah. specifically bred to be pilots. Do you, they're like the Nurse Joys or Officer Jennies of this world. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem to be that any of you ever considered a separate career path. Like, none of you ever, you could do an entire story exclusively about the Hanoka sisters. Like, there's so much stuff in this book that could be an entire thing on its own. There's enough, like, something that you could grab onto there. But the narrative never grabs onto it, never touches it, brushes its fingers past it. And it's like, all right, let's move on. Time for battle. So one of these new Hanoka sisters goes into battle and she gets like sucked in by by a Ghana, a big Ghana. And mm-hmm. then we see her and, and like that everybody's on the outside, like looking in like and like reading things with their computers like we see a life form. I, th- I think maybe she's still alive in there. And then we see her in this like sort of overgrown mossy place and it might have been Ghana that were like on one a planet or asteroid that they came across but she wakes up in this like mossy place and she's like where am I right right I got sucked in by a Ghana I have to get back into battle I have to go back to my friends and she's walking through this like strange alien landscape until she like gets to like the edge of the Ghana and she's going to like break out I she's I don't even know if she's in her space suit or I think maybe she isn't. She's like, oh, weird. I can breathe in here. Well, I got to get out. Even if I can't breathe out in space, I have to get out there. Maybe somebody can fly by and come save me. She like, breaks out of the like membrane of the gone and it's floating out in space. And then you see 
back into the control. They're looking at her floating out in space and they're like, is that her? No, no, the scale reading is off. She's 12 meters high. This is a Ghana copy that woke up to sentience with her memories, thinking it was just her who fell asleep, yeah. got knocked unconscious, woke it's up, is going to go back to her friends. So this giant woman just like emerges from the Ghana like, hey, sisters, I'm back. Come Save help me. me. <laughs> it's yeah. such a great bait and switch because like you take it on face value because you don't know. Maybe she did wake up inside. Uh, the Ghana, you know, and there is an environment, a biological environment in there where there's plants and you can breathe and she can get out and then somebody can come save her. But yeah, the fact that you you're entirely tricked, like you have no idea that that Ghana could just wake up and feel that it is somebody else like that. And then, of course, the scale thing, such a neat trick where it's like, oh, no, she's 30 meters high. She's so big. It's a giant yeah. lady. You have to fight your giant sister out in space. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Like, they, 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 they just have these moments of brilliance uh, in there. That, mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I, I, I like that. Um, but yeah, just I, I don't feel like they all really come together or are explored. Yeah. As we keep saying. So, um. I, I want to talk very briefly. Oh, were, were you about to add something? No, no. I just at some point we got to spend a chunk of time on the the interpersonal relationships and the complicated love shape. OK. And the the, the harem house and next. the popularity it, it, yeah. contest. Yeah. <laughs> let's do that next. But I want to say one thing about Kanato, um, who uh-huh. when he showed up in the second half of the book. I was so lost. I was so confused about who this character is, who like and they they like they're talking about him like, oh, he's like one of the heroes. Like, you should know this guy. He's famous. And I was just like, who the fuck is Kanato? And right. Uh, Now that you're saying it, I don't even remember. Is this the guy who was in that final battle where he's like fighting for his sister? I, d- I don't know if he was like fighting for his sister. No, it's not that guy. He this was the guy. So in the start of the book, this yeah. was their like ace pilot with long white right. ha- ha- hair. Yeah, who was just like yes. I'm the best of the best. In the second half of the book, if I'm not mistaken, he shows up with short hair. He has a haircut. Just <laughs> looks completely different. And he was the, like his. He, like when Tanakaze came on the scene and became this like new ace pilot, and you know we find out that like oh he now needs to be in every mission because he's a clone of this mm-hmm. thing and they're trying yeah, to get rid yeah. of him. But uh, you know the the story just drops Kanato, and mm-hmm. we don't see him again until this final battle when he shows up and helps save the day. And is this like second ace pilot that's like, aha, you forgot about Kanato. He's still here, right? Yeah. And it's like, I was so lost of 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 just like who who is this guy? Why is yeah. he here? I don't understand this at all. Like, just that mixed with I didn't understand exactly what OGI was doing. They dr- yeah. dropped a bunch of the interesting plot there. I was just so lost. I was just like, I I big big space met go boom 
Right. I think another <laughs> tricky th- something I struggled with in this narrative is that we've talked about how there's no sense of community, no sense of culture. But also there's too many supporting characters that I can't keep straight. I think there's a couple like K names that are the same length and I would mix them up for who was yeah. who. There's like a Samari and a Sasaki, which sound very different now that I'm saying it out loud. But when everybody's always wearing the same like work suit, a lot of faces blend yeah. together. They they started yeah. like throwing out names that I, I, I was just like, I don't I don't know who this is. I, sure. It, uh th- the end of the story reminded me a lot of uh, the, the Matrix Revolutions, where you go into this whole okay. massive final battle and we spend so much time with, like, that kid. And it's like, why are we with that kid? I want to see Neo Trinity. I, you're, you're not wrong, but I, I, the, to defend the scene, that kid <laughs> is the kid from the animation. Charix. I know uh, and it's neat to see him in live action on that but still yes. I, you, you're right I die so <laughs> yeah I would have I could have done with like fewer supporting characters or a more consistent cast of supporting characters because uh, sure, yeah. like we said there, there were there were like things that were introduced early on that like we never really came back that like took a long time to come back and when it does it's not like oh i've been waiting for this look at this continuity it's like all right i think that was a guy <laughs> i think i remember him <laughs> yeah yeah um, but let's talk about the yes. the growing domestic and romantic situation around tanakaze because first, him and Azana are going to move in together as co-pilots because Tanakaze's got this rad this, place. Who knew that this would turn into Tenchi Muyo <laughs> halfway in? Right? <laughs> right? And it's so funny because Tanakaze has, like, no interest in, n- no explicit interest in anybody for a long time. Like, he's just sort of like, Tenchi he's kind of <laughs> awkward. Right, he's kind of awkward around girls, but like just in a way that he's like, oh, I've never seen a girl before. I don't know what this is. He's not horny. Nobody in this narrative is horny. It's it's like this completely sexless story. Yeah. So him and Azana are going to move in together. And Azana's always had a crush on him. And Tanakaze is just like oblivious. Loves her as a friend just has never thought of her as as anything more, which is something that frustrates her. Uh, and they're also going to kind of live with um, Samugi, who is this big human-gana hybrid with some of her DNA taken from Hoshijiro, who is this girl that um, the Tanakaze kind of liked. Like, their hands brushed each other once, uh, and then mm-hmm. she got it, swallowed up by that gana and replicated. The Samugi's like got distant Hoshijiro connections. She's this big like space soldier, but she also has all these little tentacles that come off of her body and she'll snake the tentacles like through all the pipes of the ship and pop out. She's like, hi, guys. I'm happy to see you. So when we say dick tentacle, the spirit of dick tentacle is like a very sweet, enthusiastic young lady. That's who dick tentacle is. 
to add to that really fast, one of my favorite, like, small asides of this story is the fact that Sumugi, like, it's now starting to get known that Sumugi is in the pipes. Yeah. But a lot of the, uh, the, like, other personnel and civilians don't know exactly yeah. that it's Samugi, so they just think that, 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 that there's some like monster or ghost right. in the in the pipes, and they're like they're ghost hunting for this monster, right? And it's uh, just like, oh my god, again, this is ridiculous. This is funny. I would have loved to spend time on like the urban legends of Sidonia, but we yes. never get there. So Samugi doesn't live there, but she'll like stick her head out through the pipes and she has like a little bedroom area. And then uh, Midori Kawa, who's like one of their commanders. She's been like kind of a, a, a friend. That's a to, uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she was there hanging out with Tanikaze and Azana before and like kind of seems like she liked Tanikaze. It was trying to box out Azana, but Azana mm-hmm. like wasn't leaving. And they're all they're like trying to be a unit of three friends. But, uh, she was there for a while and then she was doing like strictly military stuff and then she came back to the social circle. So she also needs to move in there. Uh and then there is an interesting side plot where they find like an abandoned um, like colony ship. Like there were people who there were a group of people who were like, we want to leave the Sidonia. We know it's risky, but we think there's a planet out there that we could live on. And they find that like everybody on that colony ship died, but the the like lead scientist built this like android girl who's still alive. Mm-hmm. And they want to go rescue her. They're like, even if she's not a living person, she's she's sentient. She's consciousness. We can't like leave her to die out there. So Tanakaze right. goes on this very dangerous mission to save her. And she's been told like Tanakaze, like when Tanakaze came up from the bowels of the ship, the Ghana attacks like really increased. And people were thinking, it's something about this kid. It's his fault. He attracts the Ghana to us. So she's angry at Tanakaze. She's like, all this death and destruction is your fault. She's like so furious about being saved. And then she like tries to make a life for herself in Sidonia, but like the the, the former like uh, cohorts of her scientist father, like she she doesn't fit in with him. She has like no identity. She was like she's a robot. Like they don't have like a ID card for her. She can't get a job. She can't live anywhere. So she goes to Tanikaze. Like it's your fault. I'm here. I'm living with you. And she yeah. they also have to teach her. Like she's just she's got like robot body and then she can put like a protective sort of skin layer over that and when she puts the skin layer on she considers herself i am covered and they're like no you just look like a naked girl you have to put clothes on (laughs) and she puts underwear on and she's like i'm done i'm wearing clothes yeah (laughs) right (laughs) what do you mean i have to wear more clothes no i refuse what's so to go off that i wanted to kind of circle back around to the horniness of this this mm. this book here or the non-existent horniness of this book there is in a weird way some horniness it's like they took all the there horniness is. and centered it on uh what's the guy's name Saruchi. right so he, he is the most like true actual like hey baby you want yeah. to photosynthesize together yeah. right um but for the most part the way this book i think treats it's kind of horny fan service or what would be fan service mm. in another manga, right? 
it takes kind of the horniness out of it in a weird yeah. way because yeah. yes right like you do have this robot mm. that pr- ends up presenting herself as this fully naked g- 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 girl right she is uh-huh. probably the curviest of the girls there so that's also part mm. of the joke that it's, it's like oh yeah. you actually do have like very noticeable b- 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 boobs and and yeah. S- yeah. stuff like that um but yeah it's it's just it's stated like very matter of fact, like this is yeah. not meant to. And Tanakaza is there. He'll be like, mm, OK, hello, uh, I'm going to eat my noodles yeah. here. <laughs> um, right. There's a running like, joke where he repeatedly like spills noodles on himself or somebody else because he's been taken by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and at and, one point, all the girls are hanging out and they're like, Tanakaza, why are you out by yourself? And he's like, I don't want to spill my noodles. Leave me alone. <laughs> Like, like he just like he's so not interested in the like yeah. in the set. Like he he could have this like eye gouging like oh my god I'm looking at you yeah. naked whoa yeah tongue happening? falls out of his mouth yeah right and he's just he's just concerned about his noodles that's it right that's like all. he just wants to eat he just wants to eat and fight and wear hoodies yeah. <laughs> And and then we we get this see we have multiple scenes right where he somehow through some antics or something gets pushed into the photosynthesizing like g- g- girls room here it happens multiple mm. t- times mm. and every single time it's not his fault right like he's yeah. not there to to actually peep he's not there to actually <laughs> like do something he he trips yeah. and he falls in or he gets pushed in stuff like that and it's Mm. never again it's never played for this like oh well here's the scene where we get tits and ass you do get a little bit but some but like it's not it's not played to this like very male gaze look and it's it's honestly kind of uh, not straight not off putting per se but it's Weird because a lot of these characters, especially since the the ones he ends up uh, like walking in on uh, in the photosynthesizing room are the clones that are mm. five months old. I don't know. They're they're yeah, they're they're more they have these more childlike bodies. And that's weird to say in like they're they're like sure yeah they seem underdeveloped in that sense but at like uh-huh that, that's yeah also a weird i understand thing to say but but, right. so, but like because of that like there's this weird line of like oh, okay i don't really want to co- comment and do all of that stuff mm. but it is it's this repeated joke of like yeah these are at least teenagers right by by how old they look Right. We're not really yeah. sure exactly. No. How old yeah. They are. Nobody gets an age stamp. You I only pre- I just presume they're like 18, yeah. 19. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. But like it is this weird thing that it could have been something not necessarily sexier, but like, right, this more male gazy like, oh, yes. now you're going to have yeah. a bunch of boobs in your face. Well, lucky right. you. Yeah. All the. All the nudity is very, like, matter of fact. Like, this is what would be in the panel. Like, it's not like when we read Fairy Tale and it's like, 
you you drew mm-hmm. the angle that way so we could see her butt. The angle didn't have to be that. And I think the the scenes where he stumbles into the photosynthesis room would have loved if he stumbled into the male photosynthesis room or anyone except yeah. for the girls one because there are others. Yeah, just, yeah. So, for variety. But like you, another part of Sidonia is that they're they run low on um, certain resources. Like there's a bit in one of the like uh, after you know supplementary sketches where it talks about how much clothing and suits have to be like repurposed and stitched together and like used until they are threadbare. And you'll see the girls who are like in the middle of undressing and you'll see that like their underwear is like a patchwork. Like, <laughs> cause that's what they would have to use. Like at least yeah. you use the scene for an interesting bit of, of world building that like, it's extremely rare to have new intact undergarments. Right. So one more thing on that, and then we can get yeah. back to the, the, <laughs> yeah. the character things. The only time that this like quote unquote horniness of of the book gets physical is when the the like the characters aren't naked in, in this at all there's no nudity yeah. all that stuff there's that like main mechanic that one woman yeah. uh who is like in charge of i i, I guess she's yeah. like the main mechanic at toha um but it's just like without even thinking about it is always super happy and when tanakaze like gets back from some mission she'll like oh, grab yeah. him and pull him in like right into her chest and it, yeah. like that is the most physical it g- yeah. g- gets and it is the gang gag that's like oh he's like right in in her b- 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 boobs yeah. there but every t- time they draw his face, it's not this like hard eyes, like, oh, my God, yeah. yes, I, I just want to yeah. be here. It, it is this like almost like meme face of just like, <laughs> like not disgust. Like it's it's hard to de- describe, but just so caught yeah, off. A, a confusion, alarm. Yeah, just yeah. what is happening? And it's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's actually kind of funny that he like, yeah, so taken aback by this, that it's just like, it's not what you, you would expect this moment to be. Cause I remember, I remember one time watching, I want to say it was Zoids. God, mm. we need more Zoids in our life. What a g- g- great show. But there is this one scene where, like, it's a very similar thing where there is, uh. like, a woman. And I think it's the older guy character. I don't remember his name. But, yeah, he, get, like, gets pulled down or trips and his face yeah. lands right in her chest yeah and uh-huh. I ca- the like, old standard I, oh oh yeah uh but there it for like two frames his eyes turn to hearts and it's not <laughs> so, so, something that you would like typically it's just like like real yeah. fast you blink it and you miss but it's there if you really look mm-hmm. And yeah. this is not that at all. Um, and it's just like it's an interesting way to like have some of those jokes and gags in there, but mm-hmm. also yeah. not make it so fan servicey that it's, it's yes. eye rolly and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I, felt, I felt like this book handled it pretty well. 
Yeah. Except for the fact that they keep doing the same things over and yeah, over like and there's, again. Yeah, I like the initial twist that like Tanakaze will stumble into the, the girls photosynthesis room and he like he's he's embarrassed and awkward, but he has like never seen a girl before, has like very little concept, does not like doesn't know he's supposed to be attracted to them. <laughs> like right, he yeah. doesn't yeah, I like that initial concept, but when you have done it three times, it's like, yeah, I get it. He's he got pushed in there by accident again. Girls are mad yep. at him, I know. I want to very briefly mention Saruchi, who is like an older okay. pilot who is the horny one is flirting with people does seem to try to look into the girls photosynthesis room i didn't like him but i was curious about him because he seemed older than everybody else and on one hand that makes him like the sort of standard pervy old guy character but when there's such a high death rate for pilots it's odd that there is one of i mean yeah he looks like like he's like 35 40 right yeah so like it's just it's but, odd to see that like yeah he is the old one he is the perfect yeah. grandpa of the bunch but he's not really all that comparatively old. He's just, yeah. yeah comparatively he is but yeah in a world where everybody dies so quickly in this profession when we've seen like half a dozen of these you know 18 year olds die what's this guy's deal that he's still alive <laughs> why yeah. is there nobody else in his peer group here why is it just him What's his story as a pilot? Yeah. Well, so uh, caveat to that, he, he it's it's Samurai Squad, I think is is their name. Ah. Or is that the nickname of the girl that's in charge of his squad? The one that he's usually oh. always oh, horny for. Oh, 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 Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, one thing I'm glad that they didn't do with his character is do the like whole like cowards plot. Of like, oh, he's ah. alive because he's yeah. a coward, yeah, and all that stuff. Like that is the the one thing I'm glad that the story did not mm. go down as much as I want them to. Like, show me the mall, show me this, show me life on Sendo, show me that. Like, I yeah. don't want that story. Um, yes, it, it can be in there somehow, some way. I'm sure, but I'm like, mm. thank you for not putting that one in there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's finally get to it. My biggest problem with this narrative as a whole, the thing that left me the most disappointed, Tanikaze ends up with Samugi and Natazana. What is that? Yeah. yeah. Little weird. I did when he starts like, I'm going to start taking Samugi out on picnics and mm-hmm. making out with this giant alien they 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 have their like superman scene where he's flying lois around there yeah samugi it's just it's weird like i can understand the dates and the like will they want who will he pick because he seems kind of wholly uninterested in everyone here right Mm. yeah they really took a (laughs) left turn with that yeah, especially because I feel like this whole narrative is like Azana's crush on him has been at the at since the forefront of everything that one. isn't a battle, like yeah. since the beginning. She's always had a crush on him. The two have like a special relationship. There's a scene I do like when Azana's grandma gives uh, Tanakaze this mission of like, 
Okay, as a pilot, as one of our best pilots, I'm sending you on a cultural mission, not a military mission, a cultural mission. Go to this really important historic place in Sidonia and just do a report and make sure everything's in ship shape and it's in order, which is this beautiful like resort where there's like a, a you know, trees and a lake and stuff like that. And she's like, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this alone. Why don't you bring Azana with you? So Grandma's like set them up on a date and Tanakaze's mm-hmm. like, yes, this will be my most daring mission yet. Mission. I could go to this resort <laughs> Super and like make sure the handrails are safe and the doors open <laughs> easily. <laughs> he takes it so seriously. So and Azana like figures out like her, she got set up and like she's mad that Tanakaze only thought to ask her like because her grandma said he should ask her. And there's this cliffhanger thing where she asks him, like, what do you really think about? Like, do you like me at all? Uh, do you care about me at all? And then, like, it cuts away. And then it's like a volume later. She, like, admits to Midorikawa and, and Samugi, who are also spying on them. Like, yep. they take everybody's attached to Tanikaze in a way that completely, they're like, I have to see what he's doing at all times. I can't. What if he kisses another girl? What will we do? Like, it's such an. It's weird that this is the dynamic and it isn't the entire series. That this isn't love Hina or something that is overtly the like harem anime structure. But like like a volume later, Zana admits that she's like, do you care about me at all? And Tanakaze is like, how could I ever not? It's like, it's Which like is a weird way to not, say that sentence. It's very strangely structured. And I can imagine him being like flustered. Like, no, I, I love Izana. I just, I just don't know what to do with Izana. I just I, love her I, as my I, friend. It's such a is my weird patriot. It's, yeah, it's it written is. so awkwardly though, that it's just, it it's is. kind of baffling that why did they write it that way? And I, I, I get yeah. sure this is a translation, but this is your yeah. opportunity to translate that better. Like you had the space in the word bubble. It's not like it was so small that you can only fit yeah. like one. It's just like you can like you could say like, yes, I care about you or yes, I love you or mm-hmm. no, I don't. I don't get who the fuck are you, woman? Right. Like, like <laughs> you could have a moment like that. And he just yeah. like, how could I ever? Not. (laughs) (laughs) And then he takes, he's always treated Samugi very special because she's, she's a special girl. She's like the distant remnant of a a crewmate who he had to kill in battle, sort of, who's been made this like first human Ghana hybrid. I feel like it's weird Stockholm syndrome, right? Like he fell in hmm. love with the girl he killed and he felt so bad that he now like wants to make it up to this remnant of her. Can you imagine if that's part of it? Yeah. Or like he's never like he barely knew Hoshichiro. I can't imagine he likes her so much that he's like, yes, I I owe it to her. But like Samui's very much her own character. And she, the fact that he takes a special interest in her, like, makes sense because she's she's one of a kind, Samugi, and she's a soldier like the rest of them. She goes out and fights with them in battle. She's often in great danger, you know. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he's like taking her out on these picnics or whatever when they go flying around to like patrol. She's like, let's do the clasp array. We're like, 
she's the same size as his mech, her whole body. And they're like, let's hold hands and like spin around. And that's how we'll like re-enter Sidonia gravity or whatever. Yeah. Like, but, the, but when it, and then when he's, they're going to a mission that seems like, okay, this could really be life or death. Like, this, finally, now I take the stakes seriously. One of us could die. He takes Samugi out on a special picnic. Like, I got it. Because I think because she's always felt kind of like a little sister in the narrative. Because she's mm. so cutesy and so sweet. And even though she is like a, a tentacle. A, a, a penile appearing tentacle there's something about her that feels very youthful she is also a, a clone that you know a science experiment that was just made like however many months ago so when he's yeah. like i love you samugi i'm like yeah you love her as family as a friend as a crewmate and then when he's like in great danger and he keeps thinking samugi i'm like the story can't be going here she can't be romantically his true love. Azana is right there. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it was so weird. It was so awkward that they 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 yeah. chose to go down that road there. And, yeah. and, he, I, and to be honest, though, something else that was strange with this with the exploration of this middle gender. I don't mm-hmm. know why this story didn't end up with just all three of them together. Yeah. Why not? Why not do it? Just the three of them is this sort of like. Have two people in a relationship. Be polyamorous if you want, right? Yeah. Even if it's just the sort of odd, like quasi platonic, quasi romantic, like unit, the three of them, like they live and cohabitate with each other and like snuggle up at night. Fine. Good. I'd like that. They have a a a body pillow. That that they right. can cuddle yeah. up with, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the and at the end of the narrative, she does get like Samugi is so distru- like damaged in battle, and I was worried that like he was gonna go with Samugi instead of Azana, and then I was worried that he's going to end up with Azana, but only because Samugi died. Right, and then yeah. it's like, no, she's been really destroyed in battle. We can rebuild her. It's just like a human lady. And then that's what Tanakaze marries and has a kid with in the like flash forward at the end of the book. And Azana yeah. is just with a, a guy who I think I saw around sometimes and I don't remember who he is. Yeah. Who, who but knows? also there's a moment where like uh, it, it's Azana and uh, also Teruru, who's like this android girl. She's it seems like she was also going to be a corner of this love shape, but no, she's just a semi-naked girl who lives there and does not have a crush on Tanakaze. She's like the one person who does it. She's just this yeah. awkward robot roommate they have. But Izana and Midori Kawa are like watching um, Tanakaze and Samugi like spend all this time together. Midori, then like they make a joke about like, well, looks like we've been dumped. And Midori says something like, well, I don't know. We still got each other. <laughs> Which is like, why didn't we, if we have Tanikaze and Samugi together, why didn't anybody else in this narrative pair off? There's this weird subplot for like an issue or two with a popularity contest that the pilots are yes. doing. And at first you think it is, a popularity contest, like just like senior superlatives. We're voting prom king. But instead, it turns out to be like, who's your top crush? 
Like that's I mean, the subplot, and there's different people who are like, "That's kind like, of, who do you think is the hottest?" Is, that, is what it is. That's who, always kind of what popularity contests end up. But sometimes being. it's like not like the guy where it's like, you know, like I don't want to kiss him, but like he's very cool and friendly, and like I sure. know that he is like the big man on campus, but like I don't want to take him to prom. But no, this is just like who's this is the hottie contest, and it ends up that like. I think Tanikaze is like third for guys and I don't forget who's the top in ladies. But yeah, Zanika is a special prize for like combined between men and women. She's number she one. Yeah. Which raises this question like I hadn't been thinking of that Azana has a crush on Tanikaze. Who has a crush on Azana? Because Azana is wonderful. She's so cute. She is. She's so sweet. <laughs> right. And there's this one sort of off comment from Midori Kawa that made me question like, have you had a crush on Azana? Why don't you and Azana get together? I'd be okay with that. As a runner-up to her not getting her and Tanikaze <laughs> not being together, that would be interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, weird. I don't even. I don't remember what happens to Midori Kawa. She just devotes her life to being a commander, or whatever. Who knows? But yeah, I, I I guess where the book ends up is that after this big fight, the Sidonia is chopped in two it it seemed yeah. like the uh, they were rebuilding the other half to mm. be another or just something like that mm. um but yeah they end up building a city on this planet or just like starting to you know get that stuff mm. off the ground uh and yeah they rebuild sidonia sidonia 2.0 uh, and they mm. send it off to go repopulate another planet. And that's it. That's kind of the end of the book there. They served yep. their mission. They served their purpose. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Somehow. I, the, I think the ending, like I said, plot wise is fine. Like, I don't totally understand everything Ochi is going for. But the fact that, like, Sidonia is destroyed, but we did find a planet that we could replicate life on. Uh, and now we live there on Earth and there is this the, the, on a new Earth and there is this division of like there's a splitting up at the end where it is like Tanakaze and um, Samugi are living there on this new Earth. And like Azana is going off on like Sidonia uh, 2 to like see if they can find another planet to like keep traveling to boldly mm-hmm. go. <laughs> Yeah, And I, I, I like that plot wise fine. But yeah, the way the interpersonal relationships like did not come together at all, like how you're expecting did leave me feeling like yeah, a disappointed and frustrated at the end of this book, unfortunately, because that was a, a part I liked, even if it was always on the back burner, if it was never at the forefront, never really given the like depth and time that I wanted it to get. I did like these interpersonal relationships. Uh, sure. I liked the, yeah. the budding romance that could have been between Tanikaze and Azana. And it just to, ha- to have him end up with the cutesy little dick tentacle really did not think that was a serious option on the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I ended up being fairly disappointed with the book overall, mm. but I enjoyed my time with it. I, I think yeah. because of just all the cool sci-fi concepts uh, that are, are in, in here that it could have explored. And it made me think, yeah. made me think that it made me think 
made me think of and stuff yeah. like that. Like it, it just, yeah, like it had some really, really interesting stuff in there to keep mm-hmm. me fascinated. Um, yeah. But yeah, just, I don't know. I felt like I lost the plot by the end of it. So yeah, like I, I liked everything that was in the book. I just wish that it was the ratio of everything was different. That like the yes. battles were taken way down. That like we got more time spent with the characters, more time spent exploring Sidonia as like as a place, as culture. Uh, the the beginning of a lot of the issues, the like cover page is this one hundred sites of Sidonia. Like it's like a photo series that exists like within the world. You'll buy like the coffee table book of one hundred sites of Sidonia. But uh-huh. after a while, it's like this is just more pipes and stairs. Can you show me like the inside of a building for once? Can you show me something yep. with a tree? Like they have I, all the ingredients to bake a cake. Yes. And yeah. they put them all together. And it was not a but cake. It, yeah, it's like, why is this mostly oil? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, ew, that <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah that's that's kind of like what this manga was right like they they have all the right stuff but just yeah you made something yeah cool. <laughs> i i think i still would recommend to people to check it out if if sci-fi is what they're going for because i sure, think on yeah. that front the story I don't know if I totally followed all the mythology. There's stuff that we never really get explained, like the bear part of the support suit. But there's really like interesting Lost. stuff oh, yeah. in there. Explain the bear, huh? Right. <laughs> well, the bears were explained, you know. I, I know they were, but form. that's how everyone, that's right. what everyone For refers to when they're, when they're lost. Yeah. It's like, oh, how did the polar bear get there? Well, if you, you just want to live with some interesting ideas and if this sort of military cadet mech fighter narrative is something that you like and you want some like cool kind of thought-provoking but never actually turns into anything alien stuff in there like it's for that person but if you're like me and i like i want a good love story nah (laughs) no sci-fi love story oh well nah could have had one could have had one took a sharp turn towards the end yeah, it did. I think that's about all I have to say on yeah. Knights of Sidonia, though. That's it. We wrapped mm. it up, wrapped up that story. So I say we yep. get on to bingo. And bingo. And you show bingo here. I am opening it up and pulling it up on screen. Here we go. Um, okay, so. Doom, doom. Do you do we want to? put she's with the wrong guy oh yeah it's it's he's with the wrong tentacle (laughs) he's with the wrong tentacle (laughs) yes okay so i have the only tentacle he wound up with the only tentacle around instead of the like very nice girl with a robot arm and leg also partway through this narrative they like turn his on his head into a radio and she like there's like radar in her or something yeah <laughs> what was that there is that there um let's see oh i got another one tall guy and mm-hmm. small guy are f- 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 our friends 
It's Samugi and uh, what's his name? I don't. <laughs> right. Compared to him, she she is stories tall. Yes. Um, I already have that from something I've crossed out. I don't remember what. Um, I think I could get sassy grandparent. She's not the grandparent we were imagining, Mrs. Shinatose. But consider the fact that she looks like she's like 38. But sure. <laughs> she, she's only a grandma when you are told she's a grandma. And, but I like when Azana like comes by to get some of her stuff and date too. Yeah, right? yeah. She like t- she's talking to Azana about how she used to dress up and go out with her friends. And she's like, Azana, put on this outfit and go to a coffee shop with me. And Azana's like, uh, uh, okay, grandma. <laughs> um. Let's see. We don't have any pop mm-hmm. idols in this. No release. It. We do have titties. You do. We, we did get some titties in this, so I can mark off that one. I yeah. If you have it on yours or not. No, um, I've just got the Austin Powers Memorial Square for I know there's nudity here, but I can't see it, which this doesn't yeah, the, meet my criteria for what I'm going for. Right. Uh, I agree we, on that one. <laughs> I guess we had a, I don't know if we have a signature weapon or move because like that, um, Kabazashi, like everybody had that. It wasn't like there was a thing only Tanakaze had. to a character. Yeah. 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 It's like, this is like the thing the squadron uses over and over again. So I don't really have that either. Yeah. I think, uh, sassy grandparent. It's the only thing I've got. Um, I'm looking at yours to see if there's anything else. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I would actually give you one on here that I think can fit because of what I described. Character oh, you forgot was Scar. alive kills the villain. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Which is not but, exactly yeah, like- what happens. But uh, what's his name? Who I, I was like, I don't even know who this character is. How is he? But he's the like ace pilot that c- comes yeah. back and like helps out. I would give that to you if you really want. Mm. I I intended that to be in like a almost like a slasher movie context where like you think the killer like killed somebody, but then they come back and they're like, I survived. Yeah. Now I'm going to stab you. But I think I, it, yeah, it could I, also fit for this like larger military story where it's like hey, we haven't seen this guy in a while and i was back for the final battle where's he been i don't even remember who he is why him yeah okay like, I'll, I, I'll take it. it if yeah if you want that one i will absolutely give that yeah to you because this is truly a book full of its characters i forgot <laughs> for the way you intended it yeah this is yeah so there you go okay. i'll give you that one um cool i think that's it yeah i'm looking at at your stuff too and i i I don't uh don't see anything else that can really work here so no bingos yet but we're getting close on some of them yeah so i'm gonna save that Yeah, recommendations i know i struggled with recommendations at the end of last episode because this is just a the whole like military squadron well, I, I teen mech pilots is like not a genre I spend a lot of I think time we in. Kind of decided to save it for this one to save our recommend. I mean, we, oh yeah, we, that's we right. Because I couldn't kind of think of anything. Default, but 
Right. Yeah. I and was like, we I don't know, Pacific Rim. Yeah. So, which is still like, I, I just Rim. Do you have anything else? Um, Pacific Rim, my favorite and best mech story. Uh, honestly, for anything, at the end of any week, just imagine that I said to also watch Pacific Rim because it's never wrong. <laughs> I would. I think the most successful part of this narrative was the kind of existential body horror of the Ghana replicating mm. people. And that reminded me a lot of Annihilation, which is a movie we've covered here before, like two years ago. Yeah. We'll see if I can track down the episode number. But yeah, that is a true you... cosmic horror story where some mysterious meteorite crashes to Earth and it begins to morph the land around it. Uh, like plants and animals mm-hmm. and everything is all growing differently. It like kind of acts like a fractal and like breaks apart and mirrors out like parts of the human body. Like this you know, group of ladies go in there to investigate and one of them has a tattoo and the longer the t- they spend in there, everybody else starts growing that tattoo. Like it's a part of their biological body and they're mir- yep. mirroring her body. And at the end of the movie, Natalie Portman has a dance fight with a mirror Natalie Portman. <laughs> dark Natalie Portman. Uh, yeah, right. One... As opposed to the other time she had a dark dance fight in the movie Black Swan. <laughs> uh, that one is number 71. If you guys want to go back and Thank check you. that out. Yeah. We covered that before here on the review show. That's a good callback. That, mm. that one, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mm. That's all I got. <laughs> I would recommend uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion um, if you like yep. the kind of the the way these Ghana are kind of almost these like godlike figures in yeah. a weird way. They're they're not humanoid, but they can be. But they shape shift. But they do all these weird things, and they mimic all this technology. And there's just this weird shape and look to all of them. Uh, just as the a- a- angels are in Neon Genesis mm-hmm. Evangelion. And there is this like constant world ending threat when one of them shows up. Um, so, yeah, if you like sci fi and mechs and weird looking c- creatures and stuff like that, go mm-hmm. check out Neon Genesis Evangelion. That one is a cl- For sure. classic. Um. I I do, however, will put a caveat on that. I think Neon Genesis Evangelion is better when you are more familiar with the mech genre. Uh, oh, and you, OK. You, you've kind of, you know, you understand some of the ter- tropes and stuff like that. You've seen maybe a few Gundam. And so that's what I want to recommend. Next is some Gundam shows. Um mm. It, the Gundam has a bunch of different sh- shows that you can dive into. They do have their main universe. Uh, it's like a single timeline, multiple shows in that timeline. Personally, I always recommend starting with the original 
watch Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. Um, that is where I think you should start if you truly want to get into Gundam. But if 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 you're hesitant, maybe don't want to watch all of the ones in mm. that timeline or watch the like really, really old 0079 thing. There are some newer ones that you can get into that is just by themselves. Um, I think specifically for this show, I would recommend uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double O, um, mm. which is, I think, the first one that was on Adult Swim, I think. Or did, was that on? What channel was that on? What am I thinking of? I don't remember exactly, but it is a more mature one. It is a more adult mm-hmm. one, um, and it is a much, much newer uh one it's not going to be that old style of animation uh but yeah they get into some some stuff that we were kind of hoping that this show or that this manga would get into into that show kind of gets into itself what is the psychological uh impact of war and all of this crazy technology and space and maybe aliens and stuff like that what is that psychological impact on these pilots here uh and it gets in, in, in into some some neat stuff and then if you just want another really good one to get into i would say mobile suit gundam iron blooded orphans uh, is a much mm-hmm. more modern one that uh, I think has like two seasons and is spectacular. So that would be my recommendations. Neon Genesis has Evangelion and some Gundam. <laughs> yep, you knew it was happening. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I mean, yeah, like if like at the end of the day, like like we said, I I I think this show ends up being largely disappointing. Where I feel like. Mm. It, Gundam especially is much more complete in most of its shows. Um, And I I think we'll give you a better story. We'll give you that like the the stuff you were potentially looking for for in this, but wasn't there in Knights of Sedonia. And then Neon Genesis Evangelion. It can be very confusing and very weird about yeah. what exactly is happening because it's also be, behind the scenes. It is also very much a story about depression and dealing with it and mm-hmm. putting yourself out there to the world and your artwork and having people critique it and come back and say they don't like it and the psychological impact that has on the creator, right? Uh, mm. fascinating stuff in 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 there but it can be a lot uh yeah so <laughs> it can it, it can be a, a yeah a lot so uh it, it is good it is fantastic but it is uh not for everyone i will say, mm. say that so, yeah there you go those are my recommendations on that okay Next week, Melissa, we yep. already have what we are going to do picked out. Uh, the new Batman movie is coming out uh, March 4th, I believe, is, is when it, it's 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 out, right? It's, it's yeah. coming out real soon. Real soon. So we this decided week. to read some Batman comics in honor of the new Batman movie. 
Uh, we pitched a number of different things, but Melissa, you chose to go with the first two volumes of Scott Snyder's run on Batman, which is the Court of Owls storyline. Um, yeah, which is it's a modern classic. It is a fantastic story. It's one of the best Batman stories in recent history. Um, and you, you were like, we have to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is one like even as a, a comics newbie, I know I'm supposed to uh-huh. read Court of Owls. I know Court of Owls is very good. It, it is is supposedly one of the influences for the new The Batman movie. So wanted to have a yeah. bit more context before we went into this beyond just knowing yeah. who, who Batman and his friends and foes are. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, so these are available on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, if you guys want to go check them out. Uh, of course, if you have the DC Comics uh, app to the DC Universe Infinite mm-hmm. um, then you can read it on there as well in the single issue issue issues. Um, and yeah, it's the first two volumes. Volume one is entitled The Court of Owls. Volume two mm-hmm. is called The City of Owls. Okay. Yep. Just to specify. But yes, it is uh, those first two volumes there. So I'm looking forward to this. I I bought the single ish, ish, issues of this as they were coming out and read them month to month. And they were spectacular. So I'm mm-hmm. super excited to reread them and talk yeah. about it here on the show. I look forward to it. And we've already decided our next ongoing monthly series. We won't be starting this at the end of March, however, because Kyle, you'll be moving to a different time zone. We might do a special fun other type of bonus episode at the end of next month, like in uh, 2020 when we needed a a palate cleanser between Mr. Robot and Irredeemable. And and we did that sitcom trade where I Mm -hmm. made you watch The Simpsons and you made me watch Seinfeld. We might do something (laughs) like that again. But at the end of April, we are going to start watching all five seasons of the sci-fi TV drama Fringe. Yeah, Uh, we're going to be taking it season by season. So every month Mm -hmm. just watching a, you know, the the next season of that show. Uh, If you want to follow along at home, please do. Uh, I believe this is available on like Netflix or something. I don't know. I think it's Um, on Prime. And and maybe somewhere else. I'm I'm pretty sure this is available for streaming pretty readily. Um, But yeah, this is also kind of I I, I don't want to say it's an older TV show. I guess it's weird to think that it's older now, but I I don't. Yeah, I think it it came out in like. Oh, let me right look after, it up again. It was again. like 2009, 2010 ish, I think, because it was like right at the end of high school, yeah. right at the start of college when yeah. it was co- It ran from to- 2008 to 2013. Ah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so, but the, the seasons of this generally are longer. They're like 20 yes. episode seasons somewhere around there. Yeah, um, yeah. 20 to 23 episode seasons, except for the yes. final season, which is 13. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it is a little bit longer. Uh, be prepared uh, for that if you are following along at home. That it, it uh, is a little bit chunkier than uh, what we normally have done. But yeah. I'm excited. I own the uh-huh. like, box set Blu-rays of this. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is a great, great sci-fi show. If you're fans of the X-Files, uh, this yeah. is very much like that. Uh, whereas the, the, the X-Files, I feel like, focuses more on aliens and cryptids. This yeah, X-Files focuses is very... more on science and like ooh, yeah. time travel and like alternate dimensions yes. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, less like paranormal, supernatural stuff, more like metaphysical experiments gone wrong. As the name implies, fringe <laughs> science. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, I, I like this show a lot and uh, I'm excited to eventually yeah. start watching it and talking about it here on the show it's gonna be good uh-huh so, good stuff indeed well i think that is about it all the stuff that we got for this yeah. week here on the review show so melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities Show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids' shows you feel like only you remember. Good stuff. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that stuff. Uh, and yeah, this has been number 195 of The Whatnots Review Show. Ooh. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.